You're listening to the Goddess Talk podcast, where we have real conversations about all things spirituality, self-development, women's empowerment, conscious entrepreneurship, and more. This podcast was designed to inspire women to reclaim their power, come into alignment with their soul's purpose, and create their best possible lives. Thank you so much for tuning in, and let's get into today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Goddess Talk podcast. I'm your host, Kristen, and it's great to be with you as always. Welcome if it's your first time listening. Today we have Leah Pardee on the show. Leah is a confidence coach, blogger, podcaster, and the founder of her brand, Candid Confidence, and she was just so much fun to talk to. We talked all about some of the biggest blocks to confidence and how we can overcome them to build an unshakable sense of self-confidence. We also talked about how to stop relying on external validation and give yourself the permission you need to start your business. And then we talked about ditching self-doubt and overthinking to finally start going all in in your business, no more dipping one toe in. And then finally, we talked about sales, how to make sales feel easy and fun. And then Leah also gave us some powerful affirmations around selling. So lots of amazing information and conversation in this interview. I really think you guys are going to like this one. Um, And yeah, one more thing before we get into this as well. I designed a free resource for you all to help you redirect to your spiritual alignment all throughout the day. And that is my new collection of phone wallpapers for the lock screen on your cell phone. So there are six total versions of these wallpapers. They all include a really cute graphic and then also a empowering affirmation with them. So I'll actually read you a couple of my favorites. Let me just pull them up. Okay. We've got, I am open to miracles. We've got, I release fear and take inspired action. We've got, abundance is my natural state. And we've got, when I feel good, I effortlessly attract the life of my dreams. And yeah, there's a couple other ones as well. They're all very cute and will just help you all day long, moment to moment, come back to your higher self, come back to your spiritual alignment and just feel as good as you possibly can day to day and moment to moment. So those will be linked in the show notes for you if you want to download the high resolution version of all six or any of the six of those wallpapers. I'll also have them linked in my Instagram bio. And yeah, if you do download them and you like them, take a screenshot of your lock screen on your phone and share it to your Instagram stories so that more people can find these if they would like them and tag me. I will repost you if you tag me so that more people can find you and what you're doing as well. Okay, I think that is all I have for you. I hope that you enjoy this episode with Leah Pardee. Welcome back to the Goddess Talk podcast. We're here today with Leah Pardee. Leah is a confidence coach, blogger, 
podcaster in the face of her brand, Candid Confidence, where she teaches you how to ditch self-doubt and stop overthinking so you can believe in yourself and your big dreams. After spending years in the corporate sales world, Leah developed a passion for combining mindset work with mindfulness practices to create a life both free and fearless, and her mission is to help thousands of women do the same. It's so good to be with you. Welcome to the show, Leah. Oh, so excited. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. So we always start with some warm-up questions. Are you ready to dive in? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Okay, first one I've got for you is tell me about your daily practice if you have one, or just tell me some of your favorite self-care rituals that you do pretty consistently if you don't have a set routine. Yeah, so I mean, having a daily practice has changed my life completely. Um, I'm sure that you are someone who feels the same way about having Mm -hmm. a morning routine and all of that. So my morning routine starts with um, I get coffee in the morning, I wash my face, I right away hit my journal and I just free write. But sometimes I'll do really, I'll have like a um, journaling prompt. Sometimes I'll use a trigger event from like that week. Maybe there's something that I'm, you know, worried about or um, having fear around and I'll use that as a journaling prompt. And I just try to get the negative thought cycles out of my head if there are any. Uh, sometimes if I'm feeling really good in the morning, I'll just do scripting. So I'll just write about, you know, manifestation, things that haven't happened yet, writing them as if they've already happened. So I journal, I do about a page of affirmations. I write my affirmations down and then I go through and say each one out loud twice. Mm. Um, That's really fun for me. And then I typically do a meditation, generally five to 10 minute meditation. Sometimes it's guided, sometimes it's not. Uh, A lot of times I'll do EFT tapping. So Mm. I love Brad Yates. Do you you like Brad Yates? Oh my God, he's my favorite. He's, he's like he's like my spiritual dad. Yeah, <laughs> I, he's, I think he's like everyone in this space is like dad. Yeah, he's the <laughs> cutest and his videos are so on point. He literally has something for any any issue you could imagine or any desire that you have. Like there is an EFT tapping video with Brad Yates for it. It's amazing. It's amazing. I, I love it. So I typically do that um, and then I'll kind of go about my day. And then I also do an evening routine every night as well, where I'm doing the same thing, journaling, uh, working through any issues I need to work through, working through any limiting beliefs that are coming up, doing you know gratitude in the journal, and then doing another meditation right before bed. So it's, it's amazing. And I, I can't even express how grateful I am to have my morning and evening practices right now, especially with what's going on in the world. It mm-hmm. helps me become so centered and feel so secure. So yeah, that's the practice. Yeah, me too. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And it's it really goes to show too the power of doing those routines on the days where things are going well. So that now in a time where things are a little bit funky and there's a lot of uncertainty and you're feeling a lot of different emotions, we are already so grounded and rooted in those routines that we feel so much more ease. I'm glad you brought up the evening uh, routine too, because that was something that I had to shift recently is I was only really doing a practice in the morning. And I felt that as the day went on, I would get out of alignment, but I wouldn't have something to turn to to bring me back into um, a, a more grounded place. So recently I've been doing something almost morning, evening, and then midday as well. Like even if it's just going for a walk or making lunch a little bit longer and making it more of a ritual, So I'm happy that you said that too. I think it's important that we have things consistently to bring us back into alignment. 
Yeah, sometimes what I'll even do is like towards the end of the work day, um, when my husband's like about to get home, I'll, or even like when he gets home, I'll be like, okay, this is like my signal to end the work day. I'm going to end it on like some more journaling or like I try to end it on like bring myself back. So yeah, totally know what you mean there. Yeah. Yeah. It's good for boundaries too. It's like, okay, work's off. I'm energetically closing this door and opening yes. the evening. Super powerful. Yes. Tell me the best place you've traveled to. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Um, I absolutely love to travel. I would say probably Punta Cana. It was pretty magical mm -hmm. there. Um, and I'm not gonna lie. I love it because it's like a four hour flight, direct flight from where I live in Pittsburgh. So uh, I just, I love it there so much. Um, such an experience. Yeah. I'm all about the tropical, like bring me some more tropical. I want to lay down. Like I just want to be chill. Yeah, me too. I like, I, I think city is good too, but when I need like a good vacation, I need to be on a beach. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I love the all-inclusive vibe. Like I don't yeah. want to have to like make a lot of choices. Yeah. I don't want to think easy. for a week straight. I just want somebody else to do everything for me. Yeah, exactly. What is something that you really love about yourself? Hmm. I mean, I would just say, I would just say fearlessness. And it's not that I'm not afraid. I, I have feelings of, of fear, but I don't let them hold me back. So I'm just somebody who's worked for years at the the skill of being able to push through fear and and see it in as a way of like a challenge and see it as a good thing so when i when i find myself afraid to do something i'm like ooh let's go do this let's push ourselves and that has helped me in so many ways i think it's improved happiness confidence you know gratitude um and just like the ease of, of being able to run a business and and run my life. So I would definitely say just being able to push through fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so true that it's not about getting to a place where there isn't fear. It's just working with it, knowing that it's always going to be there. And just like you said, like using the fear to almost propel you forward and looking at fear as an opportunity versus like an obstacle to moving forward. I'm, I'm yeah. right there with you. Okay, last question I have for you before we dive in is what excites you the most about the vision that you have for your life right now? Ooh, I mean, I would say freedom. I would say that's really my biggest driving factor is when I think about the future, I mean, just more and more freedom financially, the freedom to travel more and to, on more extensive trips. That's probably the biggest thing for me. I am very committed to traveling once a quarter right now, but I would love to increase that. I'd love to make the trips longer. And yeah, it requires, um, it requires capital to do that. And, and I think it requires, you know, me being in control of my life more. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing for me. Mm -hmm. Are you interested in like traveling and bringing your business with you? Or are you thinking more for vacationing and just completely disconnecting? I mean, I don't even know if I could go on a vacation and truly disconnect at this point. I mean, I feel like I would at least be on Instagram. And I think Me that too. it's important to be able to disconnect. So that's something that I'm still really working on is like even, you know, on the weekends and the evenings, I have trouble separating it. And a lot of it doesn't feel like work, as you know. So mm -hmm. it's some, it's like you want to do it, but I still think it's important to disconnect. So I think I need to gear myself up to eventually go on a vacation without working, but 
I would love to also go on a trip for like a month somewhere and like live abroad and, and be obviously working at the same time, but kind of like intertwine the two as well. Yeah. Yeah. Bali is really calling my name for that. I feel oh. like I see so many people no. that do that, like the month long work and vacation in Bali. And I'm just like, I, I, I need to do that soon. Um, okay, but let's I, go. Yeah, let's do it. What's <laughs> stopping us? Let's go. Um, yeah, I, I totally resonate with what you're saying, though, about the how intertwined it is when your business is essentially you. It feels like you can't really turn it off because you are the face of your business. So it's definitely, um, it's definitely, I don't want to say it's a struggle, but it's definitely something to be mindful of. Like, how can I create an energetic boundary between me and my business while still keeping myself at the forefront of my brand? So it's something that I'm definitely still navigating. I was just having a conversation with my boyfriend about this, actually. Um, I'm still navigating, but I'm, I think I get better at it every, every day. Um, and I'm still really fortunate that I am the, the face of my business because it's also so empowering and freeing when you are, because you can literally bring it with you anywhere that you go. So yeah. Yeah. It's like a beautiful thing to run, to run a personal brand, but yeah, mindful to be mindful about it is a great way to put it. Yeah. Okay. I want to hear more about you. So will you tell me and us a little bit more about who you are, what you're into and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess I will start my journey, my story, um, maybe graduating from college. I mean, I think I was like anyone else. I had no clue what to do with my new degree and what to do with my life. Um, but I was very determined to, to do something where I could, you know, have and have an, um, make a lot of money as well as have an impact. I think for most people, you know, we're, we're always searching for purpose. We want to have a purpose in this world. So I had a, a couple different jobs. Um, I stumbled into sales and really that's where I started learning about confidence. I started learning about, you know, dealing with, with fear. I was in a position at, at 22 or 23 where I was making phone calls all day long or stopping into businesses and just being told no to my face over and over and over mm. or being hung up on and having to have the resilience to keep going. And it was really challenging. I saw a lot of people drop out um, after a very short period of time. And I had mentors early on that taught me, you know, if you push yourself out of the comfort zone, that's the only way to grow. And so that's where I developed what I now call um, a challenge mindset. And so I'm always teaching about this, but what I see it as is learning to embrace those difficult situations and really use them in your power and really use them to, to grow yourself as a person, to grow your confidence and to grow, you know, your self love and everything. So I started seeking those situations out. I started seeking out challenges. I started loving challenges and, and loving rejection. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to push through. So then I ended up um, coaching salespeople for a while and, you know, was teaching them all the things too. And I really started to learn that mindset was everything because it was, it was so much more important than strategy. And I was obsessed with, um, with teaching people these things and with seeing them grow as a person. And so I really, you know, was looking to fulfill more of a purpose. I had, you know, a great paying, you know, corporate job, um, on the outside, you know, I bought my first house when I was 25 
you know, checking off all the boxes that are supposed to make you feel complete, but lacking purpose um, because I was, you know, I was essentially working with a small team of salespeople to teach them the things that I was so passionate about. So I started a blog um, initially and it was called Candid Confidence and I started teaching about personal development, mindset, um, mindfulness a lot as well. I started around the same time getting really into meditation. That's when I started the morning and evening routines. Um, and the blog also held me, you know, accountable to those things. So it really worked beautifully there. And then I said, maybe this could be a business, but you know, I'm too young. I'm too this. I'm not enough of that. So I had all the same you know, fears going on and, and a lot of them disguise themselves as perfectly good reasons not to proceed. They, they come across in your mind as an, ex, as like an excuse, but you don't realize that's what it is. It just sounds like a very logical thing that means you shouldn't move forward. So mm -hmm. I spent a long time pushing through all of that. Um, but eventually became a life coach, started a podcast and kind of very naturally transitioned into business coaching um, just because people who run online businesses a lot of times have a lot of self-doubt holding them back and they start to realize that and they start to realize that they need to show up in a bigger way. So kind of naturally transitioned into most of my clients being um, network marketers or online business and yeah, so it's been, it's been a journey and it's, it's so exciting to see everything, you know, coming together and it's just been very rewarding. So I'm, I'm just so grateful for it. Mm -hmm. Confidence is a huge, can be a huge, I think, challenge for people that are starting an online business, because I think for a lot of us, when we get started, we are waiting for the external world to give us like the permission that we need to get started. Um, or we're looking for, uh, some of the more traditional metrics to measure how ready we are, how worthy we are, like how many followers we have, how long we've been around, how many clients we've worked with, how much money we're making, um, whatever it may be, we're looking for like these qualifiers to tell us that we're ready. But I would love for you to kind of talk about maybe why that doesn't work or why that kind of keeps us in paralysis from being able to move forward and kind of like walk us through where confidence really comes from. Like how, how can we find confidence within ourselves without necessarily um, needing to have external validation from the world around us? Yeah, I think that this really stems from being, you know, four years old, five years old and being taught that you have to get permission to go to the bathroom. We need to get permission to do anything. And that carries with us. And then, you know, we're, we're looking for a job after, after high school or we go to college, everything requires a permission slip, right? A piece of paper that says you're good enough to do a thing. And what's so interesting, this is like a concept that I often talk to clients about is that if you think about the things that your friends went to college for and they have this piece of paper saying they're good enough to do it now, don't a lot of them agree that they really didn't learn that much in college? And I, I hate to say that because I think it's a very valuable time. And I think you do learn a lot from going through the experience of college, but a lot of times you leave and you do a job that has nothing to do with anything you learned in college, but you're qualified to do that job because of the piece of paper. So we're always looking for that. And, you know, I was, I was lucky enough that, you know, my husband 
was support was very very supportive in the way that he kind of did give me the permission slip I was looking for you know he was a big factor in that for me because I wanted someone to tell me that this could work and this would work and that I was good enough and a lot of people don't have that support system so I think that's kind of why we struggle so much we're looking for like, like you said the followers and how long we've been doing this and all of these things it it doesn't really seem like just anyone could do this um it seems like you know only the lucky ones end up end up doing this mm -hmm. so i think that's where that whole challenge comes from as far as what we can do to build our confidence and to really move past seeking those external validations um i mean i really think I really think journaling is is the biggest key here. I think it's not just journaling, but it's digging into your subconscious. It's working through your limiting beliefs. It's working through the stories that you've accumulated over time. And, you know, those could be money stories. You know, for me, a lot of them were money stories. You know, I saw my parents as two small business owners who didn't do very well and who struggled with finances. And that was a blessing to me once I learned to see it that way, because it really gave me a lot of hunger and a lot of drive. Um, but for a long time, I was, I was in victim mode about it. So I think that working through your past, working through your limiting beliefs, and you can do a lot of that through journaling, I think that is the key. Um, because it's, it's so easy to see other people, you know, they downplay themselves they don't think they're good enough they don't think they're pretty they think they're fat but when we look at them we think what it doesn't make any sense no but it with ourselves it's so much harder so i think applying that as well and just like really get in the journal and write out the things that you're feeling write out the limiting beliefs sometimes even just that helps because you're looking at it thinking okay maybe that's really not true you know, and you start to question it and you start to realize you can connect it to a story from childhood that you carried with you as a belief over time. So I think that is, is like the biggest way to really, really work on um, confidence and limiting beliefs. Um, and then the other thing is just pushing through it. So like taking the scary video of you talking into your phone for, for your Instagram story and posting it and not editing it and freaking out because you're worried about what people are going to think. And then watching nothing happen, right? Because our, our story of what's going to happen is so much worse in our head. So I think just pushing through and making it almost a game to do the things that scare you, that is so, so key in building confidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that you mentioned like both elements. Like on the one hand, there's this energetic element of doing the journaling work and really sitting with some of the stories, patterns, beliefs that we have, then there's also this action of like, just effing do it, like just try it and build up. You can almost build up like this evidence of like, Hey, I did this today and it was okay. Okay. I can see that this story, like I journaled about really wasn't true for me or really wasn't serving me. Let me try it again. Oh, I did it today. And now not only did nothing bad happen, but people from my community reached out to me and told me like, thank you so much for making that video. It really served me. And then you build up this momentum and evidence that like, hey, this works. I'm worthy of this. The new stories I journaled about are true and are here to support me. And it's safe for me to step into this work, step into this new role, step into the fullest expression of myself. So I love that you really walked us through that. And it is so important that there's both an energetic component and an action component. Um, and I guess I'm wondering too, like, I think a lot of people, so 
they'll start, okay, they'll, they'll kind of get on board with that. They've like written out the new stories. They're starting to take some actions, but they're still kind of just like dipping one toe in, in their business, or they're like posting the video and then running away for a week and hiding or, um, just kind of, it's kind of like that all or nothing. They'll go in and then they'll, they'll be done. Um, so I would love for you to talk about like, how do we really just play big and do that day after day, like consistently and just show up in the highest version of ourselves for our business, um, just from this like unshakable place of confidence and self-belief. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that, that bothers me a lot. I, I really feel for people who do that. And I, uh, it's like, I want to say to them, like, go bigger. And I was just having a conversation with someone who just started the podcast, but it's always like, I'm sure you can relate to this. It's like, okay, I started this blog or this podcast or this thing, but it's just a hobby. You know, I don't want to do this full time. And it's almost mm-hmm. like they tell themselves the story that they don't want that. But I'm like, okay, if you were going to be paid to do this full time, something you're so passionate about, you'd say no, really? So I think it's a lot of being honest with yourself about what you want. Get really, really honest about your goals and your vision and think bigger. One thing that helped me was going from thinking about, you know, goals that I wanted to achieve right now, this month, next couple months to looking at like a five-year plan. So like challenge yourself to write out your ultimate dream reality five years from now. And there's no limitations because limitations don't exist. So get really honest with yourself about what you actually want and let yourself dream, you know, and and don't be afraid that this, what if it doesn't happen? Okay. What if it doesn't happen? It's fine. You're not going to die. So I think writing out a five-year vision, get really clear on like what you truly, truly want as if there's no limitations and giving yourself permission to dream. And that can take place, you know, if you're someone who meditates, like sitting in a visualization in meditation, let yourself, you know, see the future you doing these things and living out this purpose and living out this amazing life. Let yourself see what that's like and get a taste of how that would feel. And, you know, when you have the thoughts of, and a lot of these are, are subconscious. So a lot of you, a lot of people listening might not realize this is them, but you maybe have a subconscious fear of, not wanting to be embarrassed if it doesn't work out, you know, the what ifs. And it's, and if you really dig into those, it is just a bunch of what ifs. And if you were thinking about making an investment into any other kind of business, let's say you open a brick and mortar store, you're an investor, whatever, you would be looking at, okay, I might go do this thing. It's risky. I might go do it and go all in, but what if it doesn't work out? But you'd also would be considering what if it does work out? You know, you have to look at both. No one would be investing into something looking only at the risk factor and the what ifs without thinking about the opportunity cost. You know, what am I going to lose if I don't do this thing? Mm. And what can I gain if it does work out? You have to look at all the different facets of it. So if you're sitting around thinking, you know, what if, what if, what if, you've got to, you've got to challenge yourself to think about what if it does all work out, you know, and isn't it worth it to try and to go for it? And we all thought, it might not work out in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, did you mm-hmm. have that same experience? As oh well? my gosh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like just get really honest with yourself, allow yourself to dream bigger and, you know, put it on paper and make that, make that plan. Just write down a few goals that you want to see yourself in five years and let yourself just start to believe it. Let it start to sink in. 
Yeah. I, something that's coming up for me too, as you're saying that is I think a lot of people too, it's, it's like a self-protection thing. They don't want to action the things that excite them or their vision because in their mind, it would be really painful if they did put action and effort into it. And then it didn't end up nothing ended up coming out of it. So they do it as a self-protection. Oh, okay, well, at least I don't have to put myself on the line and bear the possibility that I could be really let down or disappointed if I put in all this work and really went for it and then failed. But I think we have to remember that when we don't do it, when we don't make an effort, that's a 100% guarantee that it's going to fail. It's never going to become anything if we don't, if we don't move forward on it. So at the very least, taking action is at least going to get you closer to that reality that you are excited about or that you want to create. So it's like, why, why not move in that direction? You're at least making positive changes in your life and you're having fun and you're actioning things that light you up. So it's ultimately going to be a positive experience regardless of the outcome. And you're certainly closer than sitting in paralysis and not doing anything. So I love the way that you mm-hmm. walked us through all of that. Um, and I, I really couldn't, couldn't agree with that more. One other thing that I want to talk about too is how action kills self-doubt. Do you see that too? Like a lot of people are kind of waiting to feel confident before they start, but sometimes when you actually get started, that's where the confidence comes back to you. And that's what kills the self-doubt, like all the overthinking and questioning yourself and wondering and contemplating that actually almost creates this ripple effect of more insecurity and more questioning and wondering. Whereas if you just do the damn thing, it's like, okay, cool. My self-doubt is gone. Yeah. And it's, it goes back to what you said earlier too. Like you, you realize nothing happened, like nothing bad happened. And, and a lot of times something good does happen. Someone reaches out and they, it resonated with them. So I absolutely agree. I think we often sit in that paralysis state because of fear. And, and I had that before I started my podcast. So I had, I had my business, I had clients, I had my um, blog, but for some reason I wasn't starting the podcast, but I had all these reasons why I wanted to wait. And they were very logical in my mind. They made perfect sense. I, you know, I didn't want to jump into too many things. Like they, I had all these reasons, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I realized they were all just excuses my brain was making to keep me safe. So that's our brain's function to keep us safe. It's going to give us reasons not to do things that um, are potentially, quote, dangerous, even though they're not actually dangerous. Our brain thinks they are. So it's important to really, again, get honest and think, you know, why am I in this, you know, paralysis state? Why am I not taking action? What's really at the root of this? And, And dig through to what you actually do want, because I'm like, I mean, I, I feel like everything on my journey happened so perfectly for a reason, but I do feel like it would have been beneficial to start my podcast sooner, you know, had I not been afraid. So I think, yeah, it's definitely true that once you get into action, you'll see that it wasn't so scary. Um, it's no different than, you know, skydiving. It sounds terrifying. I've never done it, but I can only imagine that once you do it, you realize it wasn't as scary as you thought it was going to be. Cause that's how everything is in life. Our brain exaggerates things and makes us it's doing its job of keeping us safe by keeping us in out of action it doesn't want us to take action so it's going to give us stories about why we shouldn't do the thing but yeah absolutely once you start to get into action there's no way you won't realize that the fear is just going to melt away and the self-doubt is going to melt away Mm -hmm. totally and i think too it's just about 
kind of reframing fear and discomfort instead of, oh, whenever I see fear and discomfort, that's a sign that something really bad is about to happen. What I believe now is whenever I see fear and discomfort, that's a sign that huge growth and evolution is about to happen. So I get excited. I'm like, okay, this is scary, but I'm so lit up to take the next step and see what's available for me on the other side of this. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I want to talk now about, I want to talk to the people who have a business now. They've kind of gone out there. They're playing at a bigger level. They're moving with the fear. Um, But now it comes time to sell. So let's talk about selling, why sales sometimes feel icky or uncomfortable, or why we have a lot of weird stories around selling that makes, make us feel annoying or make us want to avoid it at all costs. Um, tell us about sales and maybe where some of the limiting beliefs around sales come from. And let's start there and then we can move into like overcoming that, those stories. Yeah. So I see this with any type of salesperson, any type of online business. Um, I I think it's funny. I see a lot of people like on Facebook in like groups and they say, I really want to start an online business, but I don't want to sell anything. What can I do? (laughs) You can't do anything. Okay. (laughs) Name a business that doesn't involve selling. Okay. This is, this is what, how else are you going to have customers? Mm -hmm. Um, People are terrified of selling and The reason being is that it goes against everything that our brain, um, once again, tries to to control for us. So looking back, you know, our primal instincts, we're very social creatures, our primal instincts, you know, in the days of the tribes, our entire way of survival was making sure that the tribe liked us and, you know, accepted us. And so we still live with that same brain that's structured that way. And so... We, we want people to like us so badly and we don't realize that it's because our brain is telling us if these people don't like you, you might die. It, it's not true in our world right now, um, but that's the signal that your brain still gives you. So if they don't like you, you might die. Um, we're raised in our, you know, in our society to, to treat people a certain way and to interact with people a certain way. And when we're asked to start selling something, it's almost quite the opposite, or it can be the opposite. And especially when you're looking to, you know, more traditional sales jobs. I mean, truthfully, they're being asked to do something that is so unnatural. So, you know, walking into a business and asking the person, hey, can I come meet with you? Or can I, you know, are you interested in this product? It's not the natural conversation that we're taught to have, right? We're like asking somebody to do something for us that doesn't even know us. Mm -hmm. And then, Um, you know, you move into the online space and the beautiful thing about doing things online is you can do them in a much more aligned way. You can do them in a way of attracting versus having to like chase after the sales as much, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. And depending on what the online business is, you know, there's, there's more, there's less of that direct selling to, to the consumer. Um, but either way, the real challenge is overcoming that part of your brain that's telling you hey, don't do that. Don't, don't say that to that person. They might not like you. They may not accept you. You have to really first understand that that's just completely inaccurate. Um, and then you really have to shift into the belief of, of what you're selling and how it can help the person and why it benefits the person. And coming from that perspective as, as more, more of sharing versus asking them for something. 
Um, but yeah, to ask somebody to do something for you that doesn't know you, you're risking rejection and rejection to our brain signals potential death. <laughs> It's so wild to think how far back some of these stories can go. Like these are some, some of these are literally ingrained in our DNA. They're encoded into the cells in our body. So I think that's important to know too, is that you don't have to make yourself feel wrong for having these stories. These are things that nearly every single person on the planet has ingrained into their coding. So it's you can kind of dissociate your identity from those and just say, okay, this, is, this story is not mine, although it's within me, so it's safe for me to let this go. It never was mine. This is something that I picked up from maybe a long time ago, maybe my parents, but it's definitely not my story. So I think that's important for people to know too. Don't, don't be hard on yourself for having some of these beliefs. Know that you can shift them very quickly, even if they've been around for hundreds, thousands, tens of years. And I think that what you mentioned about shifting selling is really so important. And that's really the, the solution. It's about shifting into the awareness that selling is just a natural progression. It's just, um, it's just offering people a deeper way to transform. And there's, a, there's an energy exchange that happens. They're giving you money and you're also giving them your support back. So there's no imbalance there. I think too, for people when they feel like, oh, I couldn't ask for that much money for someone, it might have something to do with how they feel about their program or their offering. They might feel like it might be a, an issue of self-certainty or confidence in what they're offering versus actually asking somebody for the sale. Do you find that too? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that people, a lot of times when it's something new, they feel like, well, should I be charging for this? How much should I be charging? And, and kind of going back to the beginning of our conversation, there's really no blueprint. There's, it's, it's different than in the corporate world, there's a very much like a, a market standard for most products, right? If you're gonna charge what's, what the market is, is determining, um, it's so different online. So people have a really hard time wrapping their mind around charging money, but in reality, if you're not charging money for, for let's say coaching, what are people really going to get out of it? Because I don't know about you, but I've had like, I don't know if I've ever had this situation, but people have like a free gym in their apartment building that they don't use because there's no accountability there, right? We only take free things, you know, so, so um, what's the word? Like seriously, right? We only take them so seriously when they're free. And the energy exchange that you mentioned is such a critical part of it. That person gives their energy in the form of, of, of compensation and that's their skin in the game. And that is powerful. Mm -hmm. That is so powerful. And to take that away from them because you aren't feeling comfortable accepting them to give you that, mm -hmm. that's taking away part of your gift that you're giving them um, through your services. Oh my gosh. So true. That was such a big breakthrough that I had was looking back to my experiences as the client investing and how powerful it was and helpful it was for me to actually invest thousands and thousands of dollars into my business. It was, it, you're right. Like it, it puts something on the line. Okay. Now, not only am I putting time into this energy into this, I'm putting a lot of money into this. So I have to show up. It gives you like that kick in the ass that you need to take it to the ultimate level of, um, seriously. And, and it is, it's, it's really 
cool too. It's a huge opportunity for evolution when you can see a return on that investment come through. And so you're right. When I realized, whoa, actually the investment part was one of the most powerful things of working with that person as my coach. It, it was like a no brainer. Okay. Well, I, 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 it's totally available for me to do the same thing. And actually by me charging, it's helping out the people that I'm working with. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's such a gift to be able to allow someone to take a, to take a gamble on themselves, um, to allow them to take a chance on themselves and to put everything on the line. And then, you know, naturally it's going to, to pay off for them and then they'll be able to see both sides of it. So it's such a beautiful part of the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. Do you have any favorite affirmations or mantras around selling? Ooh, um, or like statements that you tell yourself or that you tell your clients. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to coaching specifically, I'm not sure how much of your audience is in the coaching world, but probably, probably a decent amount of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I early on would tell myself over and over and over, I'm a life changing coach. Mm. And sometimes you might think, well, okay, so let's say you program that into your mind because that's what affirmations are doing. They're pro reprogramming your brain. Um, let's say you reprogrammed your brain to make you think you're this amazing coach, but what if you really aren't? But the thing is, once you get the belief that what you're doing is so powerful, that's going to be what makes it powerful. That's, that is it. Like the confidence that you can have behind your services are what's going to make them work. It's, it's truly, it's truly what it is for, for any business. So, um, yeah, I would say that was one of my favorites. Um, and I would just say like different things like money comes easily to me. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any other like favorites, but I, I did a lot of work around money mindset. That was like a really deep um, thing for me. And I still do a lot of work around money mindset. So yeah, like money comes easily to me. Um, what was my other one around money was I, I love everything always, everything's always working for me in my favor. I love that one. Um, and then I, I do a lot of good with money or mm. I can do a lot of good Ooh, with money. That one's powerful. Mm-hmm. Because I had a lot of the fears around like, you know, will money make me a bad person? Like I had a lot mm. of the, the subconscious fears around that. So yeah. 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 I want to share too, as you were saying that it was making me think about mirrors and how our life is basically just a mirror of how we feel about ourselves and the beliefs that we have. And I think everything that we've talked about in this conversation has really pointed to that idea that the way you treat yourself, the way you talk to yourself, the beliefs that you have about the world around you, that's what you're going to see in your physical reality. So it really does start with you. And when you're willing to do this self-work that we're talking about on confidence, on living beliefs, on reframing selling, you will see that reflected to you back into your physical world. And so that should be super empowering for people that are listening. Like you have all the power within you to really change the way that life works out for you. And that's, it's cool. It's exciting. And it can happen really quickly. Even things that have been with us for years can be shifted in one journaling session or a few journaling sessions. And it's, it's really it's kind of amazing. It's kind of insane to see how powerfully we can really change our lives. I love that you brought up that concept about everything, you know, it's a reflection back to you like a mirror. It's 
so, so, so true. And people who are so skeptical about um, manifestation and mindset work and all of those things, you know, that's, there's a lot of hardcore science behind the concept that you just described. However you look at it, whether you look at it energetically or whether you look at it from a psychological standpoint, but it's so true. And that's been probably the most transformative thing for me is seeing that the way that I look at life now is so different because of all this inner work that I've done. And it's just proof. It's proof in the pudding that this stuff works and it's, it's beautiful to see it all play out. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And it's, it's not just one part of your life. Like you'll see every part of your life transform from the way that people treat you in relationships and friendships to the way that you experience health in your body, to the way that your business works for you. It really is your entire life that's affected and impacted by how you are treating yourself and what you choose to believe about the world to be true. Yeah. One thing that made me think of is when I very, very, very first started learning about like law of attraction and I like, I read the secret and I started getting into like positive. We all start there. We all all start with the secret. secret. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I started one day I was just like, wow, I was like out in public and I was thinking, you know, everyone's been smiling at me lately. Like, I can't believe all these people are smiling at me. I've been noticing this for, for days and weeks. Like this is interesting. And I, then I started to realize like the next time I saw a human being that I, I smiled at them first, but I didn't even realize it. But because I was becoming more happy, more grateful, more positive, I was initiating the smiling, but all I saw was all these people smiling at me and thinking, wow, oh, so nice. Um, yeah, but I didn't even realize I was, I was the one doing it. So that's a, a good example of, of the mirror concept, but yeah, so crazy. Yeah, it really is wild, but it's so real. It's so real. And I think that's, I'm glad you brought that up too, because for anybody that's like hesitant about whether or not this works, um, start with really small things, like just start maybe cultivating a deeper relationship with yourself. Start with some journaling just around the way that you feel, maybe just around happiness or joy throughout your day and watch that come up just in your interpersonal relationships or areas where you don't feel like there's so much on the line, like maybe business or romantic relationships or money. Start with some of the things that feel more everyday um, and less serious to you and then watch, oh, whoa, people are smiling at me on the streets. I'm making more friends. I just feel happier every day. Maybe I could apply this in my business too, where it feels like there's a lot more to lose. Um, and I'd really like for you, this is reminding me of this confidence through manifestation concept that you mentioned and that you talk about. So I would love for you to talk about that. What is confidence through manifestation? Yeah. So, I mean, how I would describe it is really starting off with, you know, the first step, getting clear on, on what you want, getting clear on how you want to see yourself, um, you know, writing down this new story for yourself and how you want to, to be and what life you want to live and how you want to feel. And when you are in the process of writing that down um, daily, when you're in the process of reading that list daily, however you want to do it, I mean, there's a ton of ways to go about it, whether it's visualization, writing it down, affirmations, I mean, there's so many ways, but slowly ingraining that into yourself, you'll start to see that um, very much reflected back to you and you'll start to become that version of you. And really that, that is through the manifestation process, but it all starts with building that belief very gradually um, or quickly, depending on how long you've been doing this, but 
starting with really, you know, defining who you want to be and defining those characteristics about yourself and defining what kind of life you want to live. And then once you start to believe in that, it's going to happen for you. Like it absolutely will. And it can, and you can start in small ways. You can start with, you know, body image. Um, you can start with, pointing out to yourself the things that you love about yourself. Maybe make a challenge where when you look in the mirror, you will immediately have to pick one thing you like. One thing you mm -hmm. like that you think looks good. And so just to kind of reprogram your brain because most of us look in the mirror and pick ourselves apart. Mm -hmm. So doing those things really creates this new, this new reality for you where you quite literally become that version and you won't even be able to see the old version of you anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's almost giving me chills hearing you say that because I think I, I think me and so many of us, especially as women, it goes back to the external validation that we talked about at the beginning. We really are waiting to for the world to tell us that we're good enough or that we're worthy enough. But again, all of the power is within us. We get to make that decision. We get to claim the life that we want. We get to claim the way that we feel about ourselves. We get to claim the space that we take up in the world. We get to claim the work that we do. Um, and we do not have to wait for anybody else to give us that crown or token of approval. It's, it's completely within us to make those decisions. And I really want people listening to take that in because it is when, when you realize that and accept that to be true, that the power is within you, everything in your life will shift and you no longer have to wait around. You, you understand that you are ready now, that it's so much more about you and your life um, experience that qualifies you rather than any external metric of validation, like followers, degrees, credentials, um, how much money you have, whatever. It's so much more just about you and your essence than it is about anything else. Yeah. It's so, so, so true. And it's, it's so amazing. And once you really get behind this and you start to do the work and you start to see the proof, it just makes you, it makes everything in life so much better. And I know for people like you and I, it's like, we want to scream it from the rooftops because we want people to, to realize this. And it's the greatest gift that we can give people is, is to realize that this is true and, and teach them how to use the process. Mm -hmm. So true. Okay. So before we wrap up, I always ask people to just talk a little bit about, um, maybe one thing that, yeah, well, let me ask you this, either one, either your best confidence tip that you have for people or one thing that you wish you knew when you first started your business that would have made things so much easier for you. Hmm. I mean, honestly, they're probably the same because I really do believe that confidence is everything in business and in sales. And although I, I had already started like a personal brain around confidence. When I started my business, I think I was a confident person, but I wasn't confident in starting an online business because when you try something new, you're always going to have like fear and self-doubt. So I mean, if I could go back to the very beginning, actually, okay, this is what I want to say. When I go, if I could go back to the very beginning and tell myself one thing, it would be like, it would be think bigger. It would be to go bigger. It would be to create that five-year vision. It would be to 
to let myself dream bigger without the fear that it might not work out and try to keep myself small. So yeah, I would go back and I would have myself write down what I wanted as if there were no limitations and create the outline of that life without waiting months and months to make sure, okay, I got, I got some clients. Now I can get behind the belief that it'll work. It's like, if you can start doing that before you have the proof, everything could change. Mm -hmm. So but I think that that's difficult for people um, and, and using confidence will definitely help. So just, just biting the bullet more, doing the things that scare you more and just not being afraid of, of being judged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can just completely relate to that. And I would tell myself the same thing. And I think on top of that, I would tell myself that it's safe to trust yourself. Like your intuition doesn't, doesn't steer you in the wrong direction. It's safe to lean into the things that excite you and light you up. The vision that you wrote out, it's safe to believe that that's possible for you and go out and claim it. Yeah. That's a really powerful one too. Following your intuition. I mean, uh, I, that's something I wish I could go back and tell myself at, you know, when in college or right after college, like you've got to learn to trust yourself. And I've been working on it even more recently through, through intuitive eating, but, um, mm. it's so powerful to practice trusting yourself. It's kind of, it kind of even plays into doing the things that make you afraid because it's, you'll, you'll follow those feelings and you'll end up seeing nothing bad happen and something good happen. So yeah, that's really powerful. Mm-hmm. We could do a whole episode on intuition alone, I'm sure, because I have so many things to say around it too. But yeah, absolutely. Um, following it and and realizing that it's the intuition that really seeks that evolution while the ego or the fear is just seeking to keep you safe. So if you follow the intuition, you really are stepping into something bigger and better for you rather than like an ultimate failure. It's, it's going to steer you towards your, your best expression. So yeah, this has been such a good conversation. Will you tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah, so I'm mostly on the gram. I'm at candid.confidence. You can find me over there. You can find everything. And my podcast is called Candid Confidence. And if you want to go to my website, it's candidconfidence.com. So yeah, those are the places that I'm hanging out the most. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been so good to chat with you. Thanks, girl. This is so fun. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Goddess Talk podcast. If you like these episodes, don't forget to give me a five-star rating and review on the app. Until next time, you can connect with me at goddessbrandco.com or on Instagram at I am Kristen Lynch. Sending you all so much love and I'll see you on the next episode.